Hey, everybody, this is Alex. Hey, it's Natasha. And we are here to talk just for a second about Extra Crunch, TechCrunch's subscription product. Extra Crunch is where a lot of our best analysis and follow-up stories lives. We focus a lot on startups, building, and even poke fun here and there. It's true. I also write a daily column called The Exchange that's over on Extra Crunch. And the good news is, if you don't have EC access yet, we have a deal for you. Yes, you can use, I think, the best code there is. So don't tell anyone who doesn't listen to Equity because they're not invited. The code is Equity, all caps, for 50% off your Extra Crunch subscription. So head over to techcrunch.com slash subscribe. Use that code. Make us look good internally. We say thanks across the internet. And now let's do a show. Hey, everybody. This is Alex, and you are listening to Equity Monday for December 21st, 2020. Equity Monday is your weekly startups, tech, markets, and venture capital primer. And as a little bit of a programming note, this is the second to last Equity Monday of the year, which makes it a pretty good time to say thanks for tuning in to the experiment. We made up the idea for Equity Monday back in December of 2019. And after a couple of trial apps internally, we pushed it live around the start of the year. And we had zero idea if anyone was going to like it. Um, happy to report that Equity Monday will persist into 2021. So onward. And with that, let's get into our little world of startups and money. The weekend was just busier than I expected. If you think back to Friday, there was a lot of IPO news that came out, and it felt a bit like the private markets were getting all of their business done ahead of time, and then the weekend was going to be relaxed. That was not the case. So we actually have a lot of things to go through here. I will try to be brief. Of course, Google all the things here that you want to learn more about. Uh, I cannot go into as much detail as I'd like, but there's a lot of fascinating stuff to talk about. So briefly. Reports came out over the weekend saying that SoftBank will join the blank check company Boom, taking its own bucket of money public in hopes of cashing in on the you know lucrative moment of taking private companies public via a SPAC. SPAC, of course, is special purpose acquisition company. SPACs, blank check companies, same thing. Given the 2020 hype around SPACs that I'm sure you're very bored with, it's not really a surprise to see SoftBank jump in. According to Axios, they might actually have three different SPACs, which is bonkers. But this feels like news that should have come out in July. It feels a little long in the tooth to announce this stuff, I don't know, in December. I mean, have fun in January. I don't know. feels a little late, but there you go. In other SPAC news, Unicorn Open Door, which of course focuses on the real estate market, will begin to trade under the ticker symbol OPEN after merging with a blank check company. Now, you don't care about the name of the blank check company because its name could essentially be, I don't know, binary or Morse code. It's it's a random collection of letters and numbers. But if you want to know how the latest entrant in the go public via the side door contest is doing, take a look at how it trades today. A lot of investors will be as well. What else? Oh, there will, gosh, there were a couple of really big transactions announced over the last couple of days as well including two for companies that I didn't really know. So I'm going to bring both of these up as a confession of my own ignorance, and then we'll both get smarter. Okay, fair enough. Indian fintech Pine Labs is raising between $75 and $100 million at a valuation of around $2 billion, according to the Economic Times. That should make it the third most valuable Indian fintech company, according to the publication. And Atlanta, Georgia-based One Trust is raising $300 million at a $5.1 billion valuation. Now, those are two companies that if you don't know, 
you should, because they're obviously worth a combined $7.1 billion. But this just goes to show how big the software market is and how easy it is to lose track of even companies this large. All right, now keeping going, private equity Leviathan Tama Bravo is buying RealPage for $9.6 billion. RealPage makes real estate software, kind of management real estate software. If you own buildings and manage them with different clients, tenants, renters, whatever, it will help you do that. Even some marketing, I think, mixed in as well. Uh, to me, this price tag, $9.6 billion, just underscores how big the vertical SaaS market is. And I think that's why we're seeing so many startups focus on it. I just think there's a lot of money there. On the startup side, we talked about Squire, uh, which is doing vertical SaaS for barbershops the other week. And there was another one on last week's show. So a, a lot of activity in vertical SaaS. Something to keep in mind if you're a founder or a VC. Oh, and two more things that you need to know. One, Zoom is being probed, to use the word that Bloomberg favored, by not just the SEC, but also two different U.S. attorneys' offices for what the business publication said regarded, and I quote, interactions with China and other overseas governments, as well as security and user privacy matters. Same problems as before, new problems, hard to say entirely, but certainly not what Zoom wants to be talking about heading into the new year. Zoom, of course, went from well-known in the startup community to ubiquitous all around the world during the COVID-19 pandemic. That has come with a lot of growing pains. Let's see how it handles this one. And absolutely, finally, Czech software company JetBrains is both huge and profitable and has not taken VC money. That is according to a report that came out in Bloomberg over the weekend that has been stuck in my head ever since. Here's a stat from the story. JetBrains should have adjusted profit of $200 million this year. And according to the story, its CEO has stopped responding to VC emails. That's amazing. Next up, a bunch of companies that do respond to VC emails. All right, so funding rounds. It is time to talk about some smaller rounds. And I just want to say that news volume here is slowing down a little bit. Now, why is that? Well, towards the end of the year, startups begin to think, if we tell people about our round now, they're not going to pay attention. They're all sleeping. They're snoozing on the couch. They're on vacation, whatever. So they hold it and then drop it into our inboxes January 1st. So expect a whole lot of funding rounds in early 2021, but there were still some very interesting rounds to talk about this week. So here's what we got. First up, Bolt has added $75 million to its Series C, which is now worth a total of $125 million. The new capital is going in in what Bolt calls a Series C1 round, which, okay, what does that mean? Well, the CEO told TechCrunch that they're calling it a C1 because they expect their Series D to be much larger. So it's kind of an interim round, I guess. Cool. So what does Bolt do? Well, it does rapid online checkout, which sounds incredibly boring, but it's actually a pretty interesting space today. There's a couple of companies, all with a lot of money and a good idea for product working on the issue. So Fast is one of them. Bolt is one of them. Checkout.com is also in the space. Yeah, And this is kind of the, you know, one click fast, get your transaction completed quickly, reduce friction in the checkout process, have fewer abandoned carts, you know, more transactions, more quickly with less issues. Essentially, online payments is difficult and building good interfaces is difficult and getting people to sign up and put their credit card information is difficult. So a lot of e-commerce companies want help. And that's where Bolt and Fast and Checkout.com fit into this. Anyways. Uh, Bolt Series C1 was raised at double its Series C valuation and was co-led by Westcap and General Atlantic. Hey, yo. More on that over on TechCrunch as soon as I get this podcast turned in and that post written, so that'll be up soon. Moving on, Group 14 has raised a $17 million Series B, according to Crunchbase News, which caught my eye this morning because the company is working on energy storage. Now, at some point, one or two of the companies working on energy storage is going to have a major breakthrough. 
that is going to smash the solid but iterative work that we humans have been managing for decades on the problem, and that company, whoever it is, will be worth one bazillion dollars. Perhaps it's Group 14. Now, SK Materials led the round with OVP venture partners putting money in. OVP was a prior investor in the company. And for those of you into geographic notes, Group 14 is based in Washington State here in the United States. Finally, something small, namely the recently announced $3.5 million raised by Workwhile, all one word. Co-founder Jarrah Houston is building a system that lets both users and workers win, maybe. Think about this as a way to mediate the labor relations between employers and people who work on an hourly basis. Here's TechCrunch's Anthony Haw on how the system expects to work with a startup offering, and I quote, a marketplace that matches hourly workers with open shifts. Employers identify the shifts they want filled while workers say which hours they want to work. That means employers can grow or shrink their workforce as needed, while the workers only work when they want to. If that works, hell yeah, it does kind of expect a very deep labor pool, which makes me a little bit sad, but of course, there's a lot of unemployed people right now, so maybe Workwhile is on to something. Moving towards the end here, for our deeper dive slash riff, a small note that the world economy is once again looking in rougher shape. Sorry to be a bit of a bummer, but it's worth bringing up. Europe is in the midst of Brexit, which is not going very well. There's a new COVID-19 strain, fresh lockdowns, many of which are actually aimed at the UK, which appears to have that new strain of the disease that is more transmissible. Here in the US, the government has managed to half-ass a bill to provide relief to the American economy during its winter of pain, as the pandemic kills thousands of people every day because we mishandled it. It's not great. Anyway, stocks are heading down. After mostly going up forever, they're going down today. Crypto is heading down. It, it feels like the Teflon optimism that everyone has had is taking a hit today. And it could be a blip. This could be a minor, a minor divot in an otherwise upward trajectory. But I feel like it's, it's worth bringing up. I just didn't expect Tesla's S&P 500 joining day to be so somber. And that is our show. Please check out Owen Thomas's profile of Brett Taylor over in the SF Chronicle. It's very good. Owen's been a long-term mentor for me, friend, an occasional style guru, and yogi. He's also one of the finest journalists I know, and I'm just, I just love reading his work. Follow the show at EquityPod on Twitter or myself, where I go by at Alex. And that is all from the Equity team this Monday morning. We will be back on Thursday afternoon, unless, of course, something breaks really big. In the meantime, hugs, stay safe.